Welcome to Women Express. I'm your host, Denise Harrington. And today I'm a lucky girl and I'm always excited. Everyone knows I'm always excited when I do these podcasts. But today I'm a lucky girl to have my friend, colleague, and client, Karen Parkin. She's going to be telling us a lot about what her journey was from starting out as a young sales director and moving her way up to not only the CHRO of Adidas, but also on their executive board. That says a whole lot about who you are. But I can tell you one thing about Karen. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. She can be serious business too. She's learned a lot on her journey about not only what are the nuts and bolts of sitting in that seat in the executive suite, but she's learned about what it means to continue to be vulnerable, continuing to honor yourself at that space, and continuing to not only carry the corporate legacy, but to also carry her own legacy as a part of that corporation. So I'm so excited to have you here and to ask you these questions. Thank you, Denise. I'm super excited to, to meet you and to be able to do this face-to-face, -face, so thank you. Yeah, we've been spending our time Zoomed. during COVID, we've been Zooming along, yeah. just Zooming along, we've keeping zoomed. each other excited about yeah. life, so. but certainly about your journey and what has happened for you between when COVID hit in 2019 to where you are now starting on your own brand. Yeah. So I want you to just give, a, give us a snapshot of what your journey has been like from starting out 27 years ago yeah. as that sales director and then moving up. What does it feel like to be in the executive suite as a woman? It's, it's a privilege and it's, it's a very cool place to be and um, a very exciting place and something that I worked very hard to achieve. And, and I think you only start to actually feel some of that once you step away from it. And I'm now in that transition stage of my life where I'm now letting go of that to then focus on how can I take my journey, as you say, to help others. Um, the journey's been around 30 years when I started working in Lego in sales, and then that took me to Adidas. And I worked in many functions, sales, marketing, uh, operations, and then ultimately HR, uh, which saw me then um, arrive uh, in the C-suite and the executive board. Um, and every every turn, every journey that I've been on, um, and primarily at Adidas, has been just a wonderful experience. Um, and when I say wonderful, and we'll talk about some of that, <laughs> is wonderful doesn't always mean um, it, every day was a great day. And yeah. I, and I yeah. think I'm, I think I sit here talking to you today knowing that there's been great opportunities and with that's come great learnings. Um, we've fallen, we've risen, we've fallen again, and then we get back up. And that, that place that I am now is, is ready to share that and say to people and encourage women specifically, yeah. this is a great yeah. place to go. Because I think women are always concerned about what it feels like to get to the top. Often you'll see that the statistics show that we make it to manager, director, mm -hmm. and then we start to peel off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And maybe on both sides of the fence, one side of the fence being because we're not encouraged to move beyond the, the VP level, mm -hmm. and the other may be there might be a little bit of just too much sacrifice mm -hmm. to carry on to that C-suite. So how does it feel being for you probably one of a very few amount of women in the sports industry mm -hmm. being in that executive seat of the boardroom. Because mm -hmm. that's a little bit different. That's another next level to the C-suite. 
And yeah, you did both. I did. And I, and I think um, one discussion, and you and, I, you and I have had this, I didn't start out saying that's where I was going to ultimately end. Mm -hmm. And I think as a woman, I embraced and was ambitious um, for my career. But I didn't ultimately say fixate on that end seat being the boardroom. Mm -hmm. um, what I then started to enjoy was my career and the challenges and the opportunities. And, and I do say be very open to those opportunities and be brave enough. And that's where we do have to look at each other and say, you've got to be brave enough to, to move around, to change your experience. Um, I love the younger generation coming into the workspace right yeah. now because they're much more open and able yeah. to diversify their skills. They want it. They're not as concerned about work, moving sideways to get different experience. They don't carry that stigma that, that perhaps our generation did. Mm -hmm. um, but I think to get into that C-suite, to push yourself forward, um, was ultimately not something I fixated on, but started to see and get closer to as I allowed my journey to be what was right for Karen. And, and with that then, came that opportunity and an opportunity I mean still and will always be incredibly proud and privileged to have had in front of me. You know it's interesting because a lot of the times in, especially in these podcasts we give little snippets of different things. We did a podcast on getting a seat at the table, board table, mm -hmm. we did that, we did things on finance, we've talked about our leadership but moving up in a major corporation you get to see, it's almost like you get to see a different level where the elevator stops, you get to see that level, then the next yeah. level, then the next level. So those learnings that you took along, what would you say are the most valuable lessons you learned at each stop? I learned, and I, I've done uh, a speech, and it, it's around, um, I, the, you, we, you use the word sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that I was going to have to make decisions and choices. And and at each opportunity, there's the there's the um, the content of the role that you're doing and the learnings of the functional expertise. That's that's an easy path to be on, and and, and basically that path is open for everyone. Yeah. The the bigger path that we need to then discuss and think about is what am I going? What's it going to take of me as a person, as a wife, as a mother? to be on that journey. And you're absolutely right. Women are definitely pushing through much stronger now into the middle manager levels of the organization, but we still don't see the right balance of that mm -hmm. pushing up through mm -hmm. VP and above. It's getting better, but we need more. And, um, and you have to grow through. You can't just be putting people in seats because you're looking for the diversity as opposed to... Good point. You've got to have the content and, and the, the experience. Good point. Um, and for me, uh, and I speak about this a lot, is... You're going to have to make some choices. And if you want to be on this path, if you want to be in the C-suite ultimately, that means you can't be everywhere all of the time. And you've got to learn to decide, what's, what do I want there for in my life? For me and my family, and it, it is not just a discussion for yourself, it's we wanted and we enjoyed this path. Um, and it, it was a path that we were all on together. Right. That means yeah. the family chose for the sacrifices of mum not being there all the time, holidays being disrupted because work crisis. crisis came yeah. up. And you have to put those things first. Mm -hmm. You can't come on this path and decide, well, I don't want to do that, but I still want the accolade of being in the C-suite. Yeah. So there's certain things that we have to learn to accept and choose. And no one should be made to have that, but you have to recognize that there are some things that you have to want and therefore learn to sacrifice yeah. to, 
to go on that yeah. journey. I remember when I started my business, which is almost 30 years ago now, and I had my, I started this class for this company, and then six days later, my daughter was born. But I, you know, they, they said to me, well, can you do the class on the 11th and 12th of September? And I said, no, those are my due dates, but I can do them on the 5th and 6th <laughs> because I wasn't going to give up the opportunity yeah. to kick off my business. This was a, a big corporation. I really wanted it. And I just wasn't going to do that. So I made a way. Yeah. Do you believe that that's an important feature, making a way, seeing, having a vision that's big, big enough to incorporate your ambition and desire? But at the same time, what we call having it all, I mm -hmm. guess, is what I'm saying. But at the same time, finding a way for you to exist within that. Absolutely. And I think just pick on that story you just told. There's something very inspiring. At the same time, you recognize you didn't want to let go of a career opportunity for yourself. Exactly. And ultimately, you weren't letting go of being an, an awesome mother. And you know, that was to come a few days later. Um, and the timing of that. And you found a way of yourself making that happen for you. And that's what we have to do. Now, some people would choose not to do that. They would say, no, I, I need to have this space and I want, and that's fine. But then don't expect everything to be in ready for you if you want to be on this journey. And the journey is an incredible one. I, I have enjoyed every minute of my journey and, and there are some fantastic opportunities and great days and bad days. There's nothing I regret, but I do know um, and I've reflected a lot in the last year. Um, it hasn't always been easy and there have been decisions that have had to be made. Um, I've never felt on my own making those decisions and I think that's also important that you surround yourself with life, yes, you do. friends and partners yes. and people. And by the way, that can be people within your organization that you're working with or family and friends. So I've always felt that I've had people alongside me. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, um, making that decision to be meet that new client and deliver your baby the next is exactly <laughs> Six days what later. we what we do that's what we do and and um i think that's super exciting yeah. um and it was a little scary yeah for the audience not for me because you were in control <laughs> i was in control yeah. i had the i made the decision that this is what was going to happen yeah. and that's just the way it happened and i think as women, we have that ability to scale like that, to straddle yeah. those two worlds, the world of, our, of the things that we desire to do for our careers, which ultimately help the family. Mm -hmm. I don't think this same child that was born, my daughter, six days later would have had the life mm -hmm. that she has today if I hadn't made that choice to take that step towards. And mm -hmm. believe me, you and I have talked about this so many times. There are days I wasn't there for her, yeah. but I made sure that I surrounded her with people that would make sure she was okay. Yeah. And I'm sure you did the same thing. Exactly, and I think, um, I think what's really exciting now is as I'm stepping away from that life, Lucy, Nia, the, our children are actually now becoming us into that next generation. Mm -hmm. And I think what's super exciting and to watch and observe um, is to see they grew up in an environment where we've done, we've started to pave that way um, for them. And so they've learned to be on the other side of that and they can take what worked and what didn't and they will strengthen themselves as a result of that, yeah. which will help others around them. Um, and there's just, just some things that you have to make 
those decisions for yourself mm -hmm. and you can't expect others to do it. And I think um, I'm super excited to see our girls grow and mature um, and, and know that they're going to be, whatever they choose, yeah. they're going to be successful. Yeah. Um, the C-suite ultimately is a, is a lofty goal, and, but it's not a goal for everybody. Yeah, and it's so, true. You know, you, you have to decide, is that a journey you want to be on? For yeah. me, it was, and, and I've loved every minute. Well, you have to be honest about the role itself, especially being on boards these days and certainly being C, CEO or in the C-suite itself. The thing that happens for women is we get to have a voice. Mm -hmm. We always talk about seat at the table. These are corporations we're talking about, and you were one of a major corp global mm -hmm. corporation, which means you had a global voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were CHRO, mm -hmm. global mm -hmm. CHRO. So that meant you got to see all kinds of ways of being, all kinds of issues come up globally. And now, the way things are as a result of COVID, mm -hmm. our world seems to be shrinking even more because mm -hmm. what happens here in the United States simultaneously begins to happen someplace else in the world. Mm -hmm. How have you dealt with the issue of being a global leader on that level? What are some of the main issues you've dealt with in the, in the last couple of years? Yeah, I think um, being global um, is you're trying to be one voice and in that, you sometimes forget that you, there is so much diversity in the world. Being one voice isn't always understood or doesn't translate as it should. And I think finding that balance of what is the right messaging to deliver from a global perspective, when is it right to be global, and when is it right to be local? And finding that mix is, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, my last position was very much um, around people and People are different in every country, in every market, no matter where you go. And even in the United States, we're different from West Coast to East Coast. That's true. So, you know, trying to find that, that journey for everybody to be on uncomfortable being on in, a, in an environment where you, you're trying to be consistent and be fair and all of those things is a challenge. Um, and I think ultimately, certainly from a C-suite and a boardroom perspective, we have to learn to be global and local. Yeah. And, and find that mix. And I think, you know, in my experience, having that foresight to think in that way yeah. meant we more often than not delivered solutions that worked um, and that could drive scale, yeah. but could drive personalization and deliver personalization at the same time. Because, and again, I go back to the generations, the new generations coming through want more personalization. They yeah, want they more do. diversification of everything that they you're do. doing. So one solution doesn't fit all. One size doesn't fit all. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find that, that compromise and that mix whilst trying to protect a global, in my case, a global brand, a global company, a global organization, um, and ensuring that there, it was you know, ethical in everything that we were doing and right. So you, you're juggling many balls, especially when you're, you're sitting in that C-suite. And there's a lot when you're a woman sitting in that space because oftentimes people don't know about the Karens of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us, sometimes as women, we don't know the ones that are sitting in the C-suites and what they can bring to the table, which is why it's so important that you're sharing what you, mm -hmm. who you are and what you're doing so that more of us understand that not only is it something that's replicable, that I could really aspire yeah. to be in the C-suite and should if that's something that I want to do. There are lessons, though. There, you've had to deal with this year yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. Well, not this year. 
It seems to be coming. It, it, I can't tell anymore what year <laughs> it is. Left. My life's been blue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think from that perspective, I've again been very fortunate that the people that I've been surrounded with throughout my career have welcomed me into that team. Mm -hmm. Equally, I have made myself found my seat to be welcomed. And I think there is something in that as well. And I think you have to, as a, and as, as a woman, you are going to walk into environments that aren't yet surrounded by the likes of yourself. That is, yes. that is a fact. That's a good point. So, so we, we know that. So therefore, how do you want to navigate that, knowing you're going to have to navigate it more than perhaps the guy sitting next to you is going to have to do? And I've always been very fortunate. I've never felt not welcome because of that. Um, as a result, therefore, I've, I've always felt a responsibility there to be seen and heard when I'm in that environment. Um, because I feel it's very important that you know you keep this, you, you forget sometimes, especially as you're rising up through organizations, you have a following, even if you don't know who those people are. And people are looking at you as you grow up, you know, as, you, as your career, there's people coming in behind you. And I reflect on that because I was doing the very same thing. Mm -hmm. And so there, of course, people are doing that behind me. I think you mentioned COVID. So then when you come into these crises, I think the, the beauty of having more of that, that balance in the, in the C-suite of gender, of color, of, of all diversity, you bring perspective, different perspectives. Yes, yes, and I think yes. if you work in great teams and the great teams have invested time to learn how to work with each other, respect each other, then the crises that do arise, and COVID was a crisis that hit from nowhere. I mean, it came overnight. There was no rule book. There's no, there's no file on anybody's bookshelf in any company saying, when COVID hits, you do this. So we all had to learn quickly, not only, and I think the, what people forget is, it wasn't a, just about an economic financial crisis. This wasn't this, this yeah. was about life yes. and health yes. and the welfare of people mm -hmm. first, which then you had to balance with the financial security of the company that you were representing. That was a major challenge, but I felt, um, I've always felt able to speak and navigate that. Um, it was a very stressful time um, for many of us. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful, actually, as I reflect, it took a lot on me. Um, and you, you met me as I was just coming off the back of that. I was exhausted. I was, whoa, I got stuck personally myself in 18 weeks in Germany with, you know, I got on a plane to go for two weeks and I came home 18 weeks later, yeah. having spent a lot of time just by myself in a, in an apartment yeah. in Germany, which is not my home and had no one close by me, no family, no friends. Um, and, and so it took its toll on me personally, but being in that C-suite, that's where I needed to be. And that there was no hesitation for me or my family that that's where I should be. And I would not change a thing. That's exactly where I should have been, was, and I would make the same decision tomorrow. But I've that's watched that for you, your decision-making over time and just your way of thinking over time as you were managing Black Lives Matter issues as well, because mm -hmm. those were two big issues that you were dealing with during that time. Yeah. And I've watched you over the last year really coming to almost a, a crystal vision around what it really does mean to have diversity at a table. Yeah. You know, I know you just said that, that diversity is important for perspective, but I think you now have a deeper feeling about that, what diversity means, yeah. what a global perspective means. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and I think, I mean, Black Lives Matter came for me and actually was the end of my career with Adidas. Um, and I think, 
I think it was, uh, it came at the end of COVID. I was still in Germany when, uh, sadly, George Floyd um, was killed. But I think what it brought to me was a need for something more change. There's something, a change that we'd spoken about, but needed more um, acceleration. It needed more, and people quickly got up and said, enough is enough. Whether that, and that was globally, that was, um, but then within your environments where we were all sitting at the time, there was also an ask of everybody internally to make that change too. Um, and I, again, I sit there and I, you know, I reflect of everything that we did. And I, I truly, again, I'm grateful because the people I was working with that were asking were, were really smart, committed people. Uh, and, and I recognized quite early, it was a time to make the change happen. Um, and we were doing this at speed. The demands came quickly, mm -hmm. whether it be yeah. through consumers or whether it be through employees. Um, and you were trying to navigate that in the concept of um, where the journey that you were already on um, with a, a second big ask. I mean, it came literally on the back of COVID. But I, I was thankful that no one around me felt this was wrong, that it was not the right time or anything. So it was get after it um, within, within the world of Adidas, which is where I was at the time. The teams that formed, the groups that formed internally, although very vocal and very strong about their ask, were very engaging. They weren't. They weren't just demanding and then sitting waiting. They wanted yeah. to be part of the solution. Right. And they did a tremendous job. And yeah. I think the leadership, specifically of the board or the North America leadership, working with these teams, um, and the Adidas fight racism teams, did some tremendous work. Mm -hmm. um, what that then meant was ultimate change. Yes. And what what I then had to reflect on that change was directed and coming at me. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I was on the board. Secondly, I was sitting in the seat that looks after people. The people. And and there comes a responsibility. And and this is if I look at hindsight, I have no regrets at all. When you sign these contracts, there comes a time when you have to own the signature that you put the pen to paper. Mm -hmm. And um, the demands of change needed change, and mm -hmm. that needed there needed to be some change in the C-suite, mm -hmm. and that change was me. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the, the story or the drama around that, the right or the wrong. It's, it was the truth, and that was needed. And, mm -hmm. and I think you look now a year on, everybody's thriving, everybody's successful. They're doing a great job with their plan and know that the journey is a long one. You mm -hmm. can't resolve these issues. But the good thing is they've, they've pushed their agenda forward, there's more diversity now in, in Adidas. And you've done a deep dive within and yourself. And I came away and thought about, that. yeah, You've absolutely. done a deep, a very, a big, almost, I wouldn't say a 360, but you did a deep dive. And there is a, yeah. you have a different leadership perspective, I would say, based on what I know about you. It's that, that leadership of inclusivity, you know, everyone has a place at the table, has gotten richer over time for mm -hmm. you, especially because you've taken the time to really to read the books, to understand, but to come from a different place of just reading and putting in, implementing a plan. And I think that's key. I think when we're in these seats, we sometimes don't get time to breathe. And it's not a criticism of any leader. They're doing a great job. They're giving their all every day. I am in no doubt. There is no person that I've not worked with that's not 
getting in there to 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 win the day mm-hmm. and often for people in the teams um i think what happened in my case was creating that space away from that gave me some time to reflect yeah it also and you and i had this discussion there was a lot of people pushing me to speak out karen speak we need to hear from you and and you and i had that discussion and and i th- I truly believe the right decision was that I didn't speak mm-hmm. and I didn't speak out. And I think there's two reasons. And I think this is what leaders also w- were trained to, to understand. But executing that is there's a time to learn and you only learn if you're listening. You don't learn if you're talking because your mind is thinking on what am I saying and how am I going to say it? So to come away and being given that time to reflect, to read, to learn, and really think about what is this challenge mm-hmm. was actually something that has, I believe, made me an even better leader today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the second, the second piece is it gave me a, a perspective of, you know what, we weren't right all of the time. And that's okay. And that's, I mean, the best leaders in the world are able to say, I, this is right and this is not right and this is what we're going to do. And I, again, I've always learned from the best on that. But I think that also gave me a perspective to say, shut up, listen, learn. And where could you have done better? Yeah. And, and we've taught that. At we last. call it literally in communication, the pause. Yeah. That you need to pause to let the mind and the mouth collect with one another. Yeah. And, and I believe strongly that as a leader, even if you're fully engaged, you, you have been lucky in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been a lot of sacrifice to get to where you are. You've been lucky in a lot of ways to just be able to take that pause. But we were all given the gift of a pause Mm -hmm. for the last 15 months. As much as we probably hated that time of being alone, it forced so many people to turn within and take a look at themselves, their leadership, their companies. It really brought something different, this pandemic, Mm -hmm. to the table. And I think that difference is we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's some things that we learned in silence Mm -hmm. that you want to bring forward. And one of which might be as you're on your drive to be this, a woman of more power and more place that you take moments of pause in that evolution. Because some of us just, you know, until something makes us pause. Uh, Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And I think if in this year of reflection and transition, if there's one thing that I would have perhaps changed a little or done better is I didn't give enough time to Karen and it wasn't about giving enough time in a selfish way for myself really that there was a perspective of me and what was I able to speak of I think a a blind spot for Karen was she give she was giving so much of herself to something else that she forgot about herself. Mm. And then when when it was needed, whether that be through mental exhaustion or whatever of COVID to then managing a crisis and, and wanting to do the right thing for the Black Lives Matter movement, everything at once came in and suddenly isolated and away from my whole infrastructure that's my team that's always been there and picks me up unknowingly I was, I w- it, it was a very vulnerable place for me to be. I'm not afraid to say it. It, it really was. Um, and I recognized then I'd given all of this to, to, to that, to over here. And now, now I needed some of me to navigate the, the, the story that was hitting me. And there was 
little gas in the tank. Yes. Little yes. gas. And, yes. and you saw that yourself. Yes. And, it, and ultimately, it took even another story for it for me to finally sit down and go enough um, to make me actually look. And I think the pause is a really good thing. I think, and I think sometimes we're too eager for the prize. Uh, and then we have the prize. We don't enjoy holding the prize long enough because we're too frightened for it to let it go. And I think if it's going to go, it's going to go. It's going to go. Really Everybody is. Yeah. take just enjoy enjoy it more yeah. and and be a little slower around uh, take those times and i think take those pauses because you will pause. be a better leader by doing so you take the pause i think if there's anything we can say to leaders learn to take intentional pauses mm -hmm. it's, most companies give sabbaticals but it's even beyond a sabbatical and especially for women who are moving up because it's not you've said yourself it's a tough road to get to that C-suite. It's yeah. not, it, it, there's greatness that's in it. There's great experiences in it, but there are some sacrifices. There are some experiences yeah. and you do have to take the moment to pause. You have to go within and take a look at yourself. And I think it's, I think the discussion of a sabbatical is if that's right for you, great. I think it's, it's recognizing that I was a wife, a mom, person of business, uh, a board member, did I actually look at all those things and find balance? And mm -hmm. you can't you you can't get balance because that's and I, I in fact I hate the word balance. Yeah, I, I call it I, integration. I don't know why integration is a much better word. Yeah. I learn something every day. From you. <laughs> um, but I think it's impossible. But do you give? I, I think about how much of the integration for my life, and this is my journey, was infiltrated from my career mm. and if I had I should have created a little bit more separation not that it was right or wrong at the time but it impacted me when things were draining from me right. and you don't see those moments coming and you should always be prepared for those moments because you don't know that they're going to come and you should be the best prepared you can be as a leader to navigate when they do yeah and you need that inner gas you need yeah. that stability <clears throat> yeah. within yourself is an important piece yeah You've come a long way, my dear. <laughs> yes. Today is a, a very special day for you yeah. in terms of really launching your own brand, which is part of what you were talking about yeah. just now in terms of learning to find yourself within that movement forward. Yeah. I was going to say drive forward. I don't like that word. The <laughs> movement forward in your career and in your life and just getting to a place where your brand is really now standing up. That It used to be Karen and the corporation. Yeah. And now it's Karen and Karen bringing this wisdom and knowledge to other people. Which, and I think, again, is a huge learning. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, 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 I've loved being part of a corporation. I've loved every minute of it. I have no regrets. Um, but I still, like, I hear you speak to me and, you, you know, we're on this journey. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's taken a while for me to then respect. No, it's actually, it's about how can I help others now with the experiences that that I have had. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's um, invaluable. And it's not about Karen's, Karen's had that journey. I, I've done that journey now. I'm not seeking mm -hmm. to go back into that. I, I've loved every minute of it. So how can I help you and others be helping themselves or others to go and get that experience and have that fun and that, that world too? Because it's available for everybody that wants yeah. it. And I'm yeah. truly excited to help those. And also to help educate people. You can fall down. 
You can fall down hard. You can get very bloody knees. But I can assure you, you can get back up mm -hmm. and, and you'll be better for doing so. Yeah, and, do. uh, and life will carry on. Yeah. And you have a really good support system around you. Yeah. Graham is, a, your husband is great support system. Your daughter is major champion of yeah. who you are and what you're about. And she's watched you go through all of yeah. it. The falls, the standing up, the falls, the standing up, the yeah. adulation, all of it. And I think that she reflects that really, really well for you and holds that true. And I know Graham does as yeah. well. And I can say that I call you a friend, so I'm right there for you as well. No, thank you. It's more than a pleasure to have you be a part of the podcast. I think this is a kickoff moment for you as you yeah. kick off your new brand and your new consultancy. I think that leaders will come to see you as a valuable tool in their leadership trips mm -hmm. and journeys and goals and because you really can bring an insight that, especially to women, yeah. not very many women hold a C-suite seat and a board seat at the same time yeah. in the same company. So that's a little different. And we want to encourage more and more women to have that experience in their life. So I'm excited that we got to take a moment of Karen Parkin <laughs> and give her an, a, a platform because Women Express is all about women expressing. Yeah. And I don't think we could hear the story better from anybody. And to you, Denise, I mean, you came in with the crisis at the beginning and uh, I'm here because you were part of that. Come on, Karen, get back up. And, uh, and I think two women together on that journey has been invaluable for me. So uh, thank you. And thank you for having this time today. Yep. And we're thank here you. face to face for the and first we're face time. To face. We're not on Post-COVID. Post COVID, COVID is over. Well, we have some COVID left over, but we're, Sorry, yeah, we're fully vaccinated people, yeah. and we are face to face. All vaccinated. And we're happy about that. Yes. yes no, yeah. Thank you. And just a little aside for the audience, Karen, Karen has done an incredible job of taking time to listen time to learn to and time to lead. These are her words. These are actually the words that you say over and over and over again. So I know that that's going to carry you far and help a lot of people in their journey forward. Too. Thank you. So thanks so much. No, thank you. As always, we are excited that you've been here for Women Express. We want to say, please join us on our website, which is www.womenexpress.com. Karen, I know you're going to be having a website soon, but yeah. if you want to get in touch with Karen, it is? Uh, I can't remember right now. What is it? <laughs> All right. Contact me. She's starting. Today's her very first kickoff day, so her website day. is being put in place right now. But. You can call it's me amazing. about her. And we also will be having on our website our Women Express Summits, Women Express Speaking Engagements, one-on-one -on -one coaching, mm -hmm. which Karen has been a part of with me for a year. Mm -hmm. so we're coming up on one year. And we also will be having some talks like this that you'll be able to hear on our podcast. So that's womenexpresspodcast.com. So I'm excited again. Welcome back to the world. Yeah. Welcome to you. Have Thank a great you. trip going forward. And we will speak soon. So that's it for us. Bye for now. Come on, women. <laughs> Let's express. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, be sure to follow, follow, follow us. Download and share it with your like-minded friends. Let's build a strong community of voices. Come on, women. Let's express.